Hey, Taike, and I'm super excited that you're joining me for today's episode. We always talk about fitness, nutrition, and of course, mindset strategies around the empty nester mom over 50. Today, I want to pivot a little bit and talk about something that also has to do with your healthy mindset and your health overall, and that is your marriage. I want to set the stage. Remember the time you met your significant other? You were head over heels, laughed about their jokes, thought how cute they were, and lots of hugging and kissing were going on. Then you had kids. And the time together got shorter. And you were busier with driving to soccer practice, dance recitals, or other sports lessons. And the hand-holding, hugging, and intimacy got less. At first, you chalked it up to a busy schedule and said, it's just a phase. But then your husband became more like a roommate instead of an intimate partner. As this is a podcast for women over 50, I use husband, spouse, and partner. But please fill in wife, significant other, life partner, or whatever fits your life. Because the emptiness marriage is all-inclusive. And so is the Pursue Your Spark podcast. Of course, not everyone experiences disconnect, and we must take steps to stay in a close relationship with our partners. However, once the kids leave the house, you may have to reclaim not only your health, but also your relationship to rescue your empty nest marriage. I wanted to let you know that we're putting out this content to all major podcasting platforms and YouTube. So if you've not gotten over to our Heike Yates YouTube channel, make sure you head on over there and subscribe. And we also have other content that drops there exclusively on our YouTube channel. Did you know that Pilates and intermittent fasting combined is the most effective way to lose body fat and supercharge your energy for an empty nester mom over 50 without another diet or spending hours working out? Let me show you how to recapture your health as an empty nester mom over 50 so that you can enjoy an active lifestyle without feeling stuck or left behind and feel the way you should in your second half of life. Check out the Emptiness Reboot program where I share the secrets to a healthy and strong body for empty nester moms over 50. And if you're not an empty nester mom, this applies to you. So let's dive into today's feature content. I'm Heike Yates, a fitness and nutrition coach with 30 years of experience. I empower empty nester moms over 50 to take back their health and strength to feel vibrant in their second half of life. Right now, you're joined by thousands of empty nester moms around the world who stop dimming their light and instead ignite their spark. On this podcast, I do what I do best taking complicated information about fitness, nutrition, and mindset strategies, and breaking it down into baby steps that are simple, actionable, and reliable, so you can implement them into your life. I regularly interview some of the most inspiring guests who share their honest 
stories on how they went from their worst to their best in life so that you know you're not alone in your struggles. Join me as we redefine what aging looks and feels like by taking action and saying, yes, I can. This is the Pursue Your Spark podcast. Here's an interesting fact that I found while I was preparing for this episode and doing some research. So according to the PEW, Pew Research Center, among adults 50 and older in the United States, the divorce rate has approximately doubled since 1990. And for those 65 and older, it's roughly tripled in the same time. This is very interesting and also very scary because we're not getting married to or find a life partner to get divorced after only a few years. So here's another fact. Yeah, I'm, I got a whole bunch of facts for you today, guys. Also, within the episodes, I have a ton of links that backlink to some of the content that I created before that is super supportive of what we're talking about today. So according to the Mayo Clinic, empty nest syndrome, which happens when the kids leave the house or actually the last kid, not by the first kid, but the second, but by the very last one, resulting in divorce. One study from the University of Louisville in, uh, in Kentucky suggests that the empty nest divorce rate has increased by 10 to 25 percent of marriages since 1990. Just like the other study, the, the divorce rate among couples ages 55 to 65 has more than doubled, according to that very recent data. So similar. So now we're talking about the empty nest and the empty nest syndrome. There are several reasons for this divorce rate. First, many women experience a loss of purpose and joy and despair about what happens next when the kids are gone and other relationship problems that were ignored far too long. Yep, I know about this in my first marriage. I didn't talk about a lot of things that should have been brought to the table, but I was putting them under the table and not to ruffle the feathers and uh, thinking, okay, it'd be fine, or maybe I'm exaggerating. But I did get divorced when my kids were little, so I didn't wait till the nest was empty. But there's things we absolutely have to talk about in our marriage. And I'm not a relationship coach but we've all been there and a lot of my clients tell me their stories of how things are happening or what's going on in their relationship. So let's start out with why it's called the emptiness syndrome. The emptiness syndrome isn't a clinical diagnosis. So the doctor's not going to say, oh, hello, Heike, you have the emptiness syndrome. It's a phenomenon in which parents both of the parents, not just women, women more often though, experience the feeling of sadness and loss when the last child leaves home. So some of the signs and symptoms of the empty nest syndrome are, number one, that's a big one, and my mom experienced that one, when we all left the house, loss of purpose. For years, you were the go-to person for your kids and their needs. 
You were the magic wound healer, the cook of delicious and quick meal, the smarts with helping with homework. But that job is done. So now you might be wondering, what is my purpose in life? I raised the kids and there's nothing left. Emotional stress. Do you break out in tears when watching a sad commercial? I mean, I'm to blame and I always think it's menopause, but I'm past menopause. So I have those cry spells as well in a commercial. Sometimes these emotions are tied to menopause, so uh, hormone changes or swings, but they also seem to coincide with the emptiness. You feel sad that the kids are gone and grown up. But you also might be nervous about your marriage or relationship and the state of that relationship. Or you are afraid of getting older and becoming useless. Yeah, all these things are real, guys. All these things, when I think I'm 61 and my kids are 30 and 33 now, I still sometimes feel sad or worry about them and and want to help when I full well know that they can do this themselves, but I want to jump in in mommy mode and say, let me rescue you because I have all this experience and I don't want you to stress out. And if you're listening to this episode and can relate, I want you to know you are not alone. Then, as I just mentioned, anxiety about your children. That is a normal feeling. However, if all these feelings take over, you you may call them several times a day or week to check in with them. This behavior keeps you in a constant state of anxiety. Not just you, but also them. Remember, you raise them to be responsible and intelligent adults. And you must trust that the thing you taught them is the right thing for them and that they will make their smart choices themselves. You were giving them wings to fly. So all these emotions, and there's more of them, but I want to talk more about the the, uh, empty nest marriage, but I want to start out with that these feelings are normal. Loss of purpose, emotional stress, anxiety about your children, and guess what? They never go away, but they need to be managed. They can't take over your life. They can't take over your relationship. So uh, take notes, listen closely, see and observe what it is that you do with your kids or around your kids and your husband. Are your kids more important than your husband? Sometimes I think so because he's he doesn't come out of my womb, if I may be quite that frank, but They have moved on and so need you. The emptiness syndrome is more common in women as women tend to be the primary caregiver. Once the kids leave home, we might feel worthless, guilty, sad, and lonely. And the feelings can lead to extreme mood swings, irregular sleep patterns, hot flashes, among other things. So here is, again, it coincides with menopause. Is it menopause that brings on those night sweats or the irritability, or is it your emptiness? As an additional resource, I put a link in the show notes for you. Uh, It's called the five tips to help you get unstuck in your emptiness. So click on the link in the show notes and check out this episode and post as well. 
So what is the most common reason for an emptiness divorce? According to the American Sociological Association, ASA, about two-thirds of all divorces are initiated by women, including women who suffer from the empty nest syndrome. Thus, you can conclude that women are likelier to initiate an empty nest divorce, according to their study. Most people think that the emptiness divorce trigger is when the last child leaves, but many statistics and studies suggest it comes down to an unstable marriage foundation in the earlier years of marriage. I found this surprising, but then I scratched my head and I thought about my first marriage and I was like, if we had solved those problems that I was thinking about, and instead of saying, I'm fine, nothing's wrong, leave me alone, I would have addressed those. I would have had the guts to talk about them. Maybe things would have been different. If those issues are not addressed early on and stay undetected, those issues will resurface after the last kid leaves home. It may feel like you stayed together because of the kids instead of the bond between you and your partner as a couple. Here's my additional resource for that. Episode 21, Dear Divorce Coach and How to Avoid a Looming Divorce is definitely something that I encourage you to listen in to learn more about this from Sherry, who was very generous in sharing all this wonderful information with us. Let's talk about the five reasons for the empty or potential empty nest divorce. Number one is the empty nest syndrome. We already talked about that. It's issues we don't talk about in our marriage that we put under the rug. The last kids leave the house, stress, sadness, guilt, all kinds of triggers coming up. And we're not talking about those feelings with our partners oftentimes either. So the emptiness syndrome is one. Number two, the midlife crisis. Who hasn't heard about the getting the Porsche or the young lover, which goes into number four, infidelity. But the midlife crisis is where, okay, let's be quite open. Shit hits the fan and everything is wrong and nothing seems to work and you and your partner want totally different things in life and you can't quite figure out how to patch these things. Number three are longer life expectancies. We live way longer than our great-grandparents or even grandparents. The health system is better, healthcare is better, we eat better food, we take better care of ourselves. So we may not, and some people are married for, oh, we are married for 55, 60 years. We are changing through those times and we may no longer be who we were when we married, which is okay, but that's another empty nest divorce reason that we just live apart, that we changed of what we want. Number four, which I attached a little bit on the midlife crisis, is infidelity. Ah, what can I say about infidelity? There's so much to talk about when it comes to this, but it's being unfaithful in a relationship does not sit well with me. I have no tolerance and no excuses and no explanation for that. Uh, if you cheat on me, you're gone, you're out of here. But why is it that we need to do that or have to experience that from our partner or that we feel we, we need to have an affair on the side? 
There are reasons why this is happening, whether we're sexually dissatisfied, whether we just fallen out of love with a person and found somebody else. And number five, money issues and finances. And this is a big one, ladies. Money is not to be underestimated. If there's not enough money, if we're nickel and diamond things, if we are never doing things because we don't have any money, or we throw it, in it into each other's faces that I make more money than you, and uh, that therefore I am the one who calls the shots, or whatever else is going on in relationships. But money and finances is a big one. And I mean, I'm in my second marriage right now, and I have my own account. I don't have a joint account. I don't want to have a joint account. I have my money that I make. We pay for things together for certain things. We've divvied that up. But on the other hand, I'm like, no, no, no. That's my money. You have your money. And we have our collectively spending budget. In short, empty nesters may end up divorced because their marriage and relationship and the factors that I just talked about have been neglected. Additional resources, the five tips to plan for an almost empty nest. I put the link in the show notes. If you're not there yet, start connecting with desires and dreams first. And I list additional strategies in that post. So listen to that one, guys. It is very helpful, if I may say so. All right. Here are the five tips on how to rescue your empty nest marriage. Number one is rest and recover. It takes more energy than you think to deal with all the emotions that come up once the last child leaves the house. We may feel that there is not much for us to do anymore and keep busy by cleaning in the house or organizing the home or shining the silver, whatever it is you do. Instead, take time to embrace those feelings that come up and take time to digest those feelings. And rest doesn't mean you have to put your feet up and twiddle your thumbs and stare at the wall. It could be, if that's your thing. But rest can come in form of sitting and breathing, reading, exercise, focused breath work, and perhaps to take a nap during the day to just recharge if you're working, if stuff's going on, and then you feel so sad and guilty and lonely. Just take a moment, take a step back. Once you clear your mind, it's time to start focusing on the health of your relationship. Since the house is empty, you may notice your husband milling around much more than you have before, which also may be unfamiliar to you. If you have trouble letting go of the kids and the whole thing, go ask your partner how he or she feels about the situation, and share your emotions. It is never stupid to talk about the feelings. Maybe you over-exaggerate them, which is okay. This is how you feel. Or you don't give him enough weight or another person's perspective can come up and helpful. It can also happen that your partner says, yeah, whatever, I don't care. Well, that is a different problem, but we're connecting. We're trying to rescue our marriage. Let's do this. And number two is eat healthy and nutritious meals. You know, you don't have to cook for the entire family and make what they eat. 
You can make what you wanted, which is ideal for a woman over 50. So why not include your partner in the meal planning, the shopping, or another cooking adventure can be pretty sexy. Discover new recipes and cooking methods together, or perhaps take a knife class to know exactly how to cut an onion or other foods. I'm very much to blame that I don't have good knife skills, as one of my friends just pointed out the other day. I was like, oh yeah, I should have done this differently, but I learned some of my knife skill actually from my second, my now husband, who has great knife skills. If you don't know what knife skills are, Google it. You learn how to prepare new meals and enjoy each other's company, maybe with a bit music, perhaps some wine for an intimate cooking evening together. Doesn't that sound great? Initially, when I met my husband now of eight years, um, he was the chef. He cooked all these cool meals and all this stuff. And I still have my kids at home, or partially at least. And, uh, well, not partially because they kept moving in and out. It was, it was a whole mess. You never get rid of your kids, whether you want to or not, is the, is the big picture on that one. But he did all these cool meals and I just felt spoiled and rotten. And I sat on the other side of the kitchen counter and I drank my wine and entertained him. And then he got a job where he actually had to drive to work. So before he could work from home and then he was driving to work. So I said, well, if I don't figure out better meals to cook, then we'll eat chicken and salad forever. So I started learning new recipes and now we are actually cooking together. So during COVID, of course, I kept cooking and I said, come on now, what happened to us doing this whole thing cooking together? And we both remembered how much fun that is. Of course, one person gets to tell the other person what to do. And if your partner is not much into cooking, perhaps chopping vegetable is a fun activity with those new knife skills. It could be a hoot. What matters is that you spend time together doing something that connects you and your interest. And of course, I have a resource for you, which is called How to Cook for Two When the Nest is Empty, where I share my favorite recipes and tips to cook just for two people. Number three is creating new routines. You know what it's like when you're at home with your kids and you just want to go out, do something, get away from the kids, get away from the house with your husband and have date night. Well, when we used to have date night back in the day, we hired this babysitter, paid her an exorbitant amount of money to take care of our kids because we wanted to make sure that she's taking really good care, bought some pizza, did, gave her a tip and whatnot only to go out to a restaurant, which was a couple of miles away from the house. And we sat there. We were so gosh darn tired that all we were doing was trying to get through the meal. Didn't have much to talk to each other about because he was working. I was a stay-home mom. What are you going to talk about? Which you already have not talked about. It was such a bore. And we're like, we're not going to do that again. We're just going to go and give each other time off so we can go out. Um, but now, once the kids are gone, you can have a date night any time of the week, any day of the week, any weekend. You don't have to find a babysitter. You can rediscover interests you have forgotten or 
sparked new ideas from friends that did some activities, which is what I love. I always ask my friends what they're doing, what they've been up to, where they ate, what activities they've done, just to get inspired to do something maybe new with a different routine because we're not tied to the kids anymore. Making time for each other by going for a walk or working out together. My husband and I are now doing triathlons together. That just happened to be We fell into this, and once I learned swimming six years ago, I could actually participate in that sport. That's something that interests us both, something that we enjoy doing, we're staying physically active, and we're meeting people along the way. Or you could spend time volunteering for a charity you support. You know what? Creating new routines and rituals can draw you back into each other's arms. It's true. It's not the sitting across from each other, have nothing to talk about other than the kids, the work, the school, the blah. You actually create stuff, information or stories, I should say, the better word, stories to share. So if you're stuck, check out the episode with Heidi Herman, where we talk about keep moving, keep doing, keep living. And she wrote a book called On With The Butter, Spread More Living Into Everyday Life. To show readers ways to, they can reclaim their vitality and keep, a live, and keep living a vibrant life and an active and vibrant life. I highly recommend this because you get some really good ideas from Heidi. Number four is rekindle your romance. So if you have kids in the room, you little kids, send them away or put your earbuds on. Let's face it, many of us push our marriage or relationship to the side and make room for the kids instead. And things are fine. We we may even do date night once in a while, but there's more to a happy marriage and a healthy relationship. Without the kids around, you have all kinds of opportunities to rekindle some romance and passion. Get to know each other again and explore how to please each other. For example, my husband and I took a class where we learned how to give a massage to each other. And not only was this fun to take the course together, but I discovered my husband is a genius at giving massages. So it was a double success. Take some time to adjust to being around each other without distraction. And you know what? No more closed door policy. But menopause and postmenopause can make sex painful and almost impossible. Explore alternative options and find a qualified gynecologist or specialist to help you with vaginal dryness or other problems related to intercourse. Additional resources for this today are the pelvic dysfunction with Dr. Michelle Frey. She emphasizes analyzing the bigger picture with all of her patients by looking at all the circumstances in their lives that may cause them to have too much pelvic floor tension or not enough. It's definitely worthwhile checking out this episode if you're dealing with this aspect of your relationship. And number five is discover your shared interests. You know, gone are the time when you can't do what you'd love or do explore new hobbies or interests. No kids? You go for it. So take advantage of this opportunity. 
First, make a list of activities that you would like to explore. Remember, the sky's the limit and ask your partner to join. If he or she doesn't want to, that's okay too. At least you offered this opportunity. But also show interest in your partner's hobbies and learn more about them. You don't have to participate participate in them per se, but if it's not for you, that's fine. But at least you know what they love and you might love it as well. You just don't know until you try. But if you have interests that your spouse doesn't share, designate specific times of the week for those. He can watch his football game each Thursday night while you join a friend for a salsa or a Pilates class. So you're not tied together, but you also want to find things that connect you. Things that you both love doing, like we love to go and train together. We love to bike and swim and run together, but now that I don't run anymore, I walk, but that's fine. But we can go together, pack our car and go somewhere and bike together, and then we do our thing together. We also love to go to the Kennedy Center here in Washington, D.C., listen to some classical music for the symphony, which I didn't do before my uh, I met my husband. So this is a new addition to me. And first, I was not sure if I'm going to like this, but I love it. So keep an open mind when you are rescuing your empty nest marriage. Start with number one, rest and recover. Take care of healthy meals and nutritious meals. Nurture yourself. Start creating new routines. Then work on rekindle that romance. Doesn't have to get out the lingerie. If you do, more power to you. And discover your shared interests. Remember to be patient. It took a while for the two of you to grow apart. And it'll take time to reconnect. Be patient with yourself and your partner. It's a transition into something new and unfamiliar. But that's okay. The most important thing is to be proactive. Communicate, spend time together, and support each other. The second half of your marriage can be miserable or better than ever. It's up to you, for for the two of you, to decide and, as always, take action. You have a whole bunch of ideas that you can go and do and start and try. If it feels a bit overwhelming, just pick one. Maybe develop a new routine or start with a cooking if you love to cook or start with a resting. Sky's the limit. Pick one if all of those tips feel overwhelming. Feel out your partner. Feel and see what they or how they respond and then go from there. And I hope that you can rescue your emptiness marriage if it's on the brink. And as always, I want to hear from you. I want to connect with you. I'm all over social media. You can't find me anywhere. And I'm also on TikTok now at Heike Yates, on Instagram, Facebook. You can find me on YouTube, of course. And I hope you connect with me there and ask me questions because being happy and healthy translates into our relationships as well. So when I teach about Pilates and exercise and eating and eating healthy and a positive mindset, it all has a part in also our marriages. So with that, my friends, I'm out of here and I'll see you next time on the Pursue Your Spark podcast. 
Chao.